It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is the Greek for the Week podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We're so thankful for your viewership. And this is this is a very special week. This is a week that all of the CVSs and Meyer and Walmarts have been looking forward to. And that is that is Valentine's Day is right here in this week. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, which means that couples are showing each other loving affection and care. And the whole world is celebrating what the Beatles once said, all you need is love. Now, I don't want to start off with a quote from the Beatles because we need more than just love. But let's talk a little bit about love and how how we're supposed to define love. It seems like there is a unanimous a unanimous idea in most cultures, most cultures, I would say, that love is is very important, is of the essence. It seems that I would probably assume when I've looked at it that the hashtag love on your social media sites is one of the most popular hashtags. Um, maybe a couple billion people have tagged it. I don't know if the tags reset after a certain number, but if you just hashtag love and see how many people people are posting about it every single day, and we use the word love for a lot of things. You know, you could say I love mom, I love dad, I love my husband, I love my wife, I love my brother, I love my sister, and I love my dog, and I love my cat, and I love the way pizza tastes, and I love the 4th of July, and I love Christmas, and, and you love, love, love everything. And, and it gets to a point where we're using this word, we're using it so much, that it sometimes it can really can really lose its meaning. I remember, I uh, I don't know if it was my nephew or young prince said, "Why does Christmas have to only come around once a year?" And I said, "Well, if it came around more than that, probably wouldn't wouldn't be that special, now would it?" And that's the same with our birth dates and everything. But we can use a word so much that it it loses its significance and what it's supposed to mean because we use it for everything. And and we want to look at what God's word has to say about the way that the Word of God defines love. I think that's the best starting place for anything is to see what God thinks about it and what God says about it. And that's a really good way to celebrate this Valentine's Day so that when you find out what God says about it, you can make that your standard for love, the way you love your spouse, the way that you love your family. And we're going to see in just a second the way that you love your enemies. And I think it's funny because we're going to see in just a moment that God is the kind of God that would send his enemy a valentine. Isn't that special? God's enemies get Valentine's Day cards. I mean, we go out to the, to the store and we say, well, I'm going to get a Valentine's card for my valentine. But, but you know when Jesus came, he was sending the world a valentine, letting everybody know that he loves them, he cares about them. We're going to see that's the, kind of, that's the kind of love that God has. That's the kind of love that Jesus has that we serve. A couple statistics on Valentine's Day to see how people celebrate love. I got this off of Groovy Candies. Dot com that in uh there are uh the average dollar spent here just in the United States alone you can look up the country you're from is 18.5 billion dollars for people in just one day just one day that you express that they they love each other there are 180 million valentines cards exchanged throughout the US every single valentines day and 224 million roses are grown and prepared just for valentines day and um here's something that I found interesting, 14% of women send themselves roses on Valentine's Day, 14%. $130.21 is the average dollar or average price tag that the average participant spends 
uh, per Valentine's Day to participate and show their Valentines that they love them. And 53% of women surveyed by Groovy Candies, or wherever they're getting their statistics from, say that if their, if their Valentine didn't get them anything, the relationship would be, it would be over with. Uh, they would be done. And, um, and I know what you're thinking for you chocolate lovers. 58 million pounds of chocolate are consumed or bought on Valentine's Day, all for the sake of quote-unquote love. But you know what? Let's put the chocolate aside and let's see what God's Word has to say about love. Now we're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 8. Now last week we were in 1 Peter 4, 7. We're just going to move right down to verse 8. And the Apostle Paul says here, or excuse me, Peter. Peter says here, above all, propantan. Now this means uh, uh, just, uh, you could, it, a way of saying it is, is always. Pantan comes from the word all, or always, or do this always. Or this is something that is of highest importance. Or, it will always be the most important. That's what it's saying here in the Greek. He says, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Now, this is not maybe the most flowery uh, composition of what love might be. But this is actually presenting love here as it is a challenge. Because what it says here is that love, if we understand, we're going to come back to what this love means. If we understand what love is, it will cover a multitude of sins. Now, the Greek word here, to cover, kalupte, is an interesting word because it means to bury something and to make sure that something is no longer visible or no longer um, in sight. Kalupte, bury. Make sure you can't see it. And if you think about it for a second, you bury things that are no longer of use, no longer any good. I remember when I was growing up, I had a grandfather who's with the Lord right now, and uh, we had a cottage, and it was in northern Michigan, and he would he, he would never, all the trash, he would always just bury it behind the house. We didn't really have a trash guy that came to pick things up because it was a cottage, so he would dig these massive holes and just bury stuff in there. And I remember one time we had a washer and a dryer that we know that, that were busted, that were no longer in use. He took those things, he dug these gigantic six, seven-foot holes, uh, took him all weekend to do it. He dropped them in there and buried them. And I, I wonder if they're still there. They, I don't know whatever happened to those things, if they're still there. But they were no longer of use. They were no longer that washer, that dryer. They were no longer functioning. They were no longer in operation. They no longer mattered and had no value to it anymore. And therefore, he was burying it. And what it's saying here is that when we walk in love, we're able to take people's faults and say, that thing no longer matters to me. That thing is no longer has power in it, and I'm going to bury that thing. And you think about it, this could be hurts and wounds that you have from relationships in the past. This can be family feuds that have been going on for a long time. And you're saying that I have found a way to say that this thing between us no longer matters. It's been between us. It stood between us for too long. What I'm going to do is bury it so that it no longer is a barrier that separates our relationship. That's what Peter is saying because, as I said in the previous podcast, he's dealing with a community that was under persecution and their greatest need was to have unity so that they could withstand and continue to be a community in the face of persecution. They were going to have to walk in love to keep the peace and they were going to have to bury all of their sins or faults that they had towards one another. And He's introducing love as the way to do that. And... 
He tells them here that the only way to do that is if you love earnestly. Actine. So the Greek word here, earnestly, is actine. And this is, this is a really interesting word because it means to stretch out, stretch something. I don't know if you like Laffy Taffy. You can take that taffy. It's just a little piece of candy and stretch it, and it becomes real stringy, and sometimes you just keep stretching, stretching, stretching. Or we used to have a little toy called Stretch Armstrong. You could, here in the U.S., you could just stretch his arms as far as it could go. He just kept on stretching. But here in uh, profane Greek, ectene described, okay, uh, the muscle of an athlete when it was taut, when he was in the peak and the height of his performance. It also described a horse that was at full gallop and the way that a horse was running when it was at the end of a race. And so it's talking here about love that is outstretched and goes the distance. So, you know, picture, I don't know, I'm, I used to work out. I don't really work out as much as I used to, I don't, which means I don't work out ever because I barely used to work out when I worked out. And, but I do know a little something about it. And I know that when I, when I had uh, thought I was being serious about it, I'd always do those reps. And what I was told is you can't just do, if you can do 12 reps, you should be doing, you should be doing 18. If you can do 24 reps, you should probably make the weight greater because you shouldn't be able to do 24 reps unless you're being toned. You're trying to build muscle, less reps, more weight. You should increase that weight and do till you max out. Oh, I don't like that word. Those two words, max out. Maxing out means do it until your muscles physically tell you can't be done. And then keep trying to do it because that's when the muscle is breaking down. And I remember when I would max out, you know, you like to stand in front of a mirror because the mirrors they put in the gym give you an idea of the progress you're making or what you can possibly look like when your muscles are really working and they're really stretching out. And I remember those those last reps sometimes where I, I was beyond the point of exhaustion. Here I am stretching. There'd be beads of sweat dropping off of my face. Lactic acid was building up in my muscles. And uh, it seemed like the whole world around me was paused. The music I was listening to was starting, you know, just wasn't doing the trick. And you'd start groaning, oh, I can't do it. And, and your muscles are on fire. They feel like a forest fire. And you look in the mirror and you see your muscles, they are outstretched. You are pushing them to the absolute limit. You are taking every single atom in your body and seeing, seeing what it's made out of. That is outstretched. That is a picture of actine. Outstretched, going the absolute distance. And what Peter is telling you, is that love, true love, goes the distance, pushes the limits, and takes every atom of energy and concentration and ability to see to it that you can bury the sin or the transgression, the offense that you have with another person. See, that's what love is all about. And when people in Valentine's Day are celebrating, oh, I love them because they love me. Well, that's great. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You should show love to the people that you love, and that's a good thing. But what God's Word is saying is, actine, show love, be outstretched about the people that are causing you the biggest problems. My question is, this Valentine's Day, are you able to, to show love to the people that have hurt you the most? Uh, that would be actine. That would be going the absolute distance for the people that really don't 
deserve it. And that's what Peter here is saying to do above all. I think it's very important that remember this Valentine's Day, above all, show love to the enemy, your enemies. Show love to the people that have hurt you. Maybe why not? Why not stretch your muscles to the limit this Valentine's Day and pick up the phone and call that family member and say, hey, we haven't talked in a while. And you know what? They may have been the one that hurt you and the one that caused the problem. But actinate means that you are going to have to be the bigger person. And you know something? A lot of times we don't want to be the bigger person. We don't want to be the person that uh, initiates the forgiveness. But actinate, outstretched love, is intent on being the one who initiates the burying of an offense. That's the love of God. That's the challenge for you this Valentine's Day is to stretch out your love as far as it will go and love the people that have hurt you the most. You can do it. I promise you. I promise you that if you will put your concentration to it by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be able to love the people that have hurt you the most. No doubt about it. This Valentine's Day, stretch out your love. Show that actinate and give God's love to people that maybe from your point of view don't deserve it, but he certainly thinks that they do. Amen? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure that you show the love of God to the people that have hurt you the most, and we will talk to you next time. Make sure you give the podcast a five-star review. Share it with a friend. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.